another movie review podcast. At least it's better than a car crash. And we'll go and write some funny ass. Welcome to Beat It Movie Reviews. I am animatronic Joe Cabello. And this is Punch Energy Drink Model, Chris Asoda. What's up, Chris? Hey, how's it going? Uh, going pretty well. We are going to review the new Nicolas Cage movie this week, Willy's Wonderland. So we'll be getting into that a little bit later. But for now, Chris, should we jump right into, I think, the segment people tune into the show for? The WandaVision, Joe and Chris, WandaVision, WandaLong. Yes, the the well widely known, <laughs> widely appreciated, and I I would honestly like anybody who listens if you're like I hate that the first or even a thing you do is immediately spoil Wandavision. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't yeah. Know. Last week, because last week I definitely did just uh, fire off a spoiler without even warning. Yeah, and show. we just do it. And, uh, so. I, I recognize that as I said it, and I in my head thought "oop," and then I just was like, "fuck." Well, how are you supposed there. to talk about I'm it sorry. without spoilers, though? So you have I'm time. Sorry. The internet did spoil it. That's not an excuse, but yeah. So what did they, you? They think were about? trying hard to spoil it for everyone. Uh, yeah. Well, I, the thing was, I didn't go into that spoiler more than after I immediately spoiled it, but uh. Yeah, I kind of wanted to just talk about the ideas that are. If if people uh, avoided the spoiler last week, we're going to talk about that spoiler this week. So, yeah, just to figure yeah. it's it was spoils all along, and like I said, <laughs> let us know if you're like, hey, please, uh, or just skip. yeah. I mean, because I'm I'm sure a lot of people are trying their hardest. I don't know how successful they are, but trying their hardest to wait till every episode of WandaVision is out because. They like watching in uh, binge binge mode, you know. Have you heard of that happening with a lot of people? Yeah, a couple, a, a handful of my friends are trying to do that. Oh, good luck! So I... I'm like, yeah, because because I was like, has any has anything been spoiled for you guys? And they're like, uh, I think so, just from thumbnails and YouTube videos. And I'm like, fuck, that sucks. Yeah, well, that's why. Like, I think about uh, Andy, my girlfriend. She's just in school, grad school not an online person so like wandavision she does not know what's going on she's someone who could do that (laughs) yeah but i think a lot of people they're gonna find find that like something will will ruin it which is tough it's tough to say what exactly could like ruin the whole thing if you were trying to go completely unsullied by any information I, i think there was still a lot to enjoy but let's get into this episode. This is the Malcolm in the Middle episode. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah, that real awesome Halloween special. Yeah, I love that it's Halloween special, which certainly doesn't make sense timing-wise <laughs> with us, and I don't mind. Uh, but yeah, it's fun to see Malcolm in the Middle, and I can definitely admit that like some of the uh, early episodes is just I don't really care about those shows that they were aping. Um, but I'll once yeah. again stand by the fact that they don't sit in the uh, the style as long in these new episodes, which makes it really to- more tolerable for me. Yeah, yeah. The the whole Malcolm in the Middle aesthetic was very cool because I definitely watched that show a lot growing up. Even though, I mean, last week, the stuff they're aping was stuff that I've watched a ton as a kid as reruns growing up, too, so... It's, yeah. The thing, the other thing too that's exciting is like next week is going to be the 2000s, right? So, do you think they're going to do like The Office, or is it going to be? Well, 2010s is probably more like. I um, yeah, and I feel like they're kind of playing it a little loose with the decade jumps, right? Like it's not yeah. exactly. Yeah, because like last, amount of time. The week before was a uh, very much like. Uh, Full House, but that was like an 80s and 90s show. Right? Yeah, there so was some like, crossover there. I think it's like yeah. going through big enough leaps that there's a certain like real aesthetic choice there. I think um, Malcolm it, in the Middle was such a great choice because like that does 
it's a very specific uh, type of show. Yeah, with like the flashbacks and everything in the first person uh, POV camera things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was just thinking like, would they do something like The Office? And then I was also thinking like, or is it going to be just like Modern Family? But that'll probably be like 2010s style. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering like, there's nine episodes, but they're not doing nine decades. So like, they're just going to start having to choose mm-hmm. specific shows without doing like decades each. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking is it's it will become more about the aesthetic over a decade. Like yeah. doing um, Office than Modern Family. You know, they wouldn't do that because mm. it's just so specific. But maybe they're all. Yeah. And I guess the sticking to sitcom stuff, it'd be funny to think like if they ever did reality or something like that, or if they will even open it up to doing something that's <laughs> outside yeah. of the sitcom range. But I'm sure we will like, get uh, a, a camera, a two camera thing like in Modern Family and The yeah, Office. Yeah, with the interviews. Yeah, that's, there's uh, no way they'll miss that. Yeah, the thing that everyone was talking about is like, oh, uh, Randall Park as uh, Asian Jim. But then if they mimic an Office-style show, he's already on the show. So, like, that's just another layer of that yeah. working. It's all so meta. Oh, because that... Okay, so, into what happens in this new episode. Uh, did you see... There is, like, a reference when um, Wanda's talking with her brother... He says something and then something and then says kick ass. Yes. And then fly like flies off and she's like kick ass and mm-hmm. like looks up and I was like, is that a re- really a yeah, reference? Yeah, I was to very right sure now? it was a reference to kick ass. Yeah. Which is crazy because um, I didn't even think about the fact that Evan Peters is in kick ass. I just was like, Aaron Taylor Johnson was kick ass, and then like later I saw on the internet and people were like, oh yeah, they're both. Yeah, in they're it. both in like, it. Yeah. yeah. It's I and I think this is a show where I love that it does stuff like that. While if this was not a TV referential show, I would think jokes like mm-hmm. that are a little cringe and like take me out of it. Right. But I think the the whole thing really allows for this to be like to nod at the fact that uh, Randall Park was Jim uh, in the mm-hmm. prank with in the office. Like I think that's yeah. it's like yeah, throw as much of that at us because this is already kind of just saying look at all the references and i would like to have you done any of the like youtube videos of like how to increase your penis size or anything like that because oh yeah i've seen some of the they're not working the ones i've seen aren't working my one problem but have you tried you know countless channels none of them work but have you also seen any of the youtube channels like breaking down all the easter eggs in any of the episodes uh yeah Uh uh-huh because I haven't watched any. I think I'm kind of... Oh, uh, okay. I, I want to, but I almost uh-huh. don't care until there's, like, one <laughs> big one uh-huh. at the end of the season. That's, like, here's all the Easter eggs and all of it. That way, uh, like, okay. that one will filter out the really bullshit ones. <laughs> yeah. The ones that they're reaching or they're like, I'm not sure if this is something, but it could be. And The then color red is on, there. Like, yeah. They're wearing, they're wearing red in this shot. What does that symbolize? You may notice yeah. that uh, this is an actress playing the role, and this is about acting. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's definitely uh, stuff in there that is completely uh, meaningless, and I. Those those videos are always fun to watch, but at the same time, like I could never watch them and be just fine. Yes, yes. Yeah, or any (laughs) arguments about these things online or or debates. Well, I would say, like, I did have some joy debating some, like, King Kong versus Godzilla online. So, you know, maybe it's just in the (laughs) same vein, but uh, we all have our things we want to debate. But I would have much rather had those debates over, like, a beer at a bar when we can have that again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, the episode, though, very cool. Uh, all the stuff with um, Vision was really awesome, right? Yeah, Vision breaking out, trying to... Yeah, 
I thought it would have been cool if he he like pushed through the wall and then just dropped dead and he was like his dead body. Well, that's what I was thinking right as he walked towards the wall. I was like, what isn't he yeah. dead in in reality? Yeah. Uh, so that's not good. Um, but yeah, I like how the story is really pushing to every episode is now pushing to a point where it can't be the same. The next episode, you know, like mm-hmm. there are some dire consequences that are going to happen from what what happens at the end of this episode and it's really changing it uh, all the time. I think uh, I saw yeah. one funny tweet from a screenwriter, Jamie. Oh, I, I wish I remembered your name, but um, he hosts uh, writers blockbusters podcast, Jamie Klein, I think, but he said uh, that this is going, the WandaVision is going to reveal that the entirety of the show mom is actually part of the WandaVision universe. <laughs> Like Cat Dennings, that oh. that oh. show just exists because. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Or not, Mom? Uh, two broke girls. A... Uh, two broke girls. Oh, is what I, was thinking. Okay. I I don't know why I always confuse that show with Mom. I think because they're the same like era sitcoms. What is Mom? I don't even. Remember Mom that is show. with Anna Faris, not Cat Dennings. Oh, okay. It's with okay. Anna Faris yeah. and. Um, I, I don't think know, I West remember actors. that show. But yeah, uh, Two Broke Girls, he was like, that'll just be... I'm all uh, giving this guy credit for just something <laughs> that sounds like nonsense. <laughs> uh, no, he's like, we'll find out that Kat Denning's character is actually like Two Broke Girls like exists in that world. And Well, here's the thing. Does her character in Two Broke Girls say Dunzo? Because she does in this episode. You know what? Uh, I thought that pr- was great. Probably. <laughs> and I think that's just Kat Denning's being awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, there's the way that they're going meta with all that stuff with like the kick ass joke and stuff like that. It's like because they're doing this multiple universe thing, they can just do whatever they want, and it's mm-hmm. just cool the weirder they get, and they the, could the do more, that, like reaching they get. It's like, yeah, it works, mm-hmm. just do it, do it all. Like, Randall Park was a, a villain in the um, or is going to be a villain for Aquaman, but he was in the last the Aquaman movie at the end as like a after the credits villain with Black Oh, Manta. I don't remember that. Yeah, he's like this scientist character. But anyways, it's like he's in a DC movie as a, yeah. as a villain too, so who knows what uh, they could do with that. Yeah. We live in um, a society. <laughs> yeah, any other thoughts on the newest WandaVision? No, just, just uh, it's getting really fun. Actually, yeah, actually, the, it like I said last week or the week before that, it seems like they're writing this show knowing what everyone will be questioning, and making a YouTube video about. Mm-hmm. So, I, the thing that I have a problem with with this show now is that Sword sucks. Like Ooh. every time Sword, like the oh the whole, yeah. Uh, group of them it's like not not that they're like boring or something but it's like when shield does something in the marvel movies it's always samuel l jackson and he has a plan and he's like in control at all times Mm -hmm. but sword is like what the fuck are they doing yeah (laughs) and it's like you guys aren't shield you're really why do you exist just really annoying you seem like you suck at everything yeah and so it's just funny because, I mean, it seems like they're trying to show that that head guy at S.W.O.R.D. is, like, bad or something, has other intentions. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's just boring in the sense that, like, how do these guys exist when they think, we're going to take out Wanda, but we have no one with superpowers of our own? Like, what do you think you're going to do? Yeah, you, you a- see anytime what happens in these world-ending events. Yeah. And, and you think, oh, we're, we got this. We got guns. We're, yeah. we're going to be fine. Why it's did like, you shoot at Wanda? We'll never get a chance again. Like, no, but it wouldn't have worked, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Come on. But I, they did give him a good line in this one to uh, Rambo where the, he was oh. like, you don't know what it was like. Uh, and it was almost akin oh, to yeah. the Leftovers line where the uh, Carrie Coons character goes and meets people who left. And uh, the people who left oh, are like... Yeah. You lost 
you know all of us but we lost all yeah. of you we you lost eight percent of people we lost the 92 percent yeah. of people uh and it, it was kind of something akin to that where he's like you just kind of like really don't get it and it's true she there's no way she could get it yeah oh the other thing that's cool is like the whole stuff with uh with the Rambo character having these weird things in her blood and p- people are kind of speculating like, Oh, is this how they're going to introduce mutants into the Marvel universe with the whole, maybe the hex thing is like giving people weird abilities or something like that. Oh, interesting. Cause her, her character actually is supposed to have powers, mm-hmm. but she obviously doesn't have them yet or it's some sort of crazy secret, I guess. But, yeah, who knows? It's just, I think the thing that I'm most excited about with this next step for Marvel is just the implementation of X-Men and mutants because that, X-Men is like my favorite part of the whole Marvel mm-hmm. universe. And since it's never been in the MCU proper, it's like, that's like the thing now that after Endgame has happened, and I'm like, well, that was great. Great job. Mm-hmm. This is what I have to look forward to now. And I'm really stoked. So Yeah. Uh, and it'll just add, unfortunately, more of some questions of you know like why isn't why didn't tony stark show up at that or like you know when that happens where you're like why weren't that why didn't the x-men show up yeah and that's i mean that's why it seems like the whole multiverse thing is going to be like well they existed in an alternate timeline and now we'll bring them into ours like like they did with uh pietro yeah all that stuff it's just cool yeah cool that they can do it and kind of coexist without having that headache Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more connectivity you have, the more you have to explain for the connectivity. But yeah, um, hopefully that kind of moves away from that. Uh, but let's move on on from the Wandavision wand along. Chris, what else? What else you've been watching? Uh, I watched. Actually, I just watched one other thing this week besides the main movie. Oh, should I go first? And that then? was. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right, I'll go with, uh, I saw a movie called 12-Hour Shift. I think this is on Hulu, directed by Brea Grant. And this is a really strange horror thriller movie. Uh, So it takes place in a hospital during a woman's 12-hour shift. And it's because she's been smuggling out organs and selling them to these guys. So it has this little ring going on. But after kind of some bad shit goes down she has to like find new organs the night of and kind of gets herself into some shit uh and it's just a really weird movie i didn't know what to expect i i knew it was about a nurse in a hospital and obviously a 12-hour shift something a hard shift and i thought it was uh just maybe a regular horror movie or something where she would get attacked and survive but the fact that it's kind of this weird I don't know, like, not, I don't want to say heist, but they, they have to just figure out this, how to get these organs within the hospital overnight, you know, and a cop shows up. It, all, everything can, that goes wrong can go wrong. Uh, so I thought it was uh, really fun. Uh, just kind of a, I don't want to say it's Coen Brothers-esque as far as, like, tone, but as far as, like, uh, subject matter. Okay. If that makes sense. Like, not the fun tone of it, but, like, if it, the uh, type of thing they would like, do do some, do some a story about. Okay. So, does it have all, like, the tension and, like, the fucked up crazy yeah. things that are, like, very realistic but unbelievable, but also, like, extremely, I don't know, violent and sudden or something like that? Yeah, just the fact that, like, these people would be stealing organs and, like, just selling them casually as a as a nurse at this clinic and they have it figured out but just one bad thing can screw it all up and it of course does um so yeah i thought it was pretty fun a 12-hour shift on hulu uh yeah i thought it was a a fun little horror movie especially i don't think they've been doing their um the blumhouse hulu uh movies that they used to do one a month i forget what it was called it wasn't like blumhouse presents into the dark I think it was called. I think they okay. stopped doing those uh, either before the pandemic or shortly at, before the pandemic or because of 
Um, and this kind of feels in that vein of those movies. Uh, so what uh, cool. what have you been watching? Yeah, so the uh, the other movie I watched this week was that new HBO Max release for Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, tell everybody about it because I, I didn't get a chance to see it or even read much about it. Yeah, so it's about um, uh, Fred Hampton and the Black Panthers, like the rise of the Black Panthers and the stuff that was going on with them uh, and how like the FBI was basically monitoring them the entire time with uh, Lakeith Stanfield's character, Will, what's his name, Bill O'Neill? Yeah. Basically, it's so it's based on the true story and... Lakeith Stanfield's character was like uh, an informant for the FBI that infiltrates the Black Panthers and mm-hmm. gives uh, gives them all information. Daniel Kaluuya is playing Fred Hampton. And uh, it's really interesting and fucked up. And it kind of just... It, the movie seems like it's going to be about the importance of like what the black black panthers were doing but i feel like the movie focuses and shows a lot more of like how fucked up the fbi is and the police are and like that's <laughs> more of the focus of the movie is like how fucked up they are and how they got away with just doing whatever they wanted and just murdering a lot of them and getting away with all of that uh but it was really good um the acting is really great and uh the story is really crazy and it's true, so it's it's just like very uh, shocking. It kind of reminds me of like uh, like uh, like Black Klansman, but without the the like pro cop. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the characters in Black Klansman are cops, so it is weird in that sense. But this movie is like nah, but this is like what it's really like and how mm-hmm. really fucked up it is. Which yeah, um, that's the. It's funny how many things are historical, but not taught in history or not given importance exactly. in history. And this is one of those things where it's like, no, the the FBI did actively thwart and kill the Black Panther movement. And mm-hmm. how? And the other why? thing that's really interesting is that like it shows that Fred Hampton, the reason a lot of the reason they were scared of him is because he was like uniting not just um the black population but also like the hispanic and even white population that felt like they were being uh you know treated poorly basically trumpers in, in uh, the cities poor trumpers <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean he was like uniting everyone and that's i think what like really made him a bigger target was that mm-hmm. he was like just yeah speaking he's like a really great public speaker and could get everyone to listen and that seems like why they were so afraid it sucks but yeah but uh it's, it sounds like a good movie i definitely want to check it out at some yeah. point uh it's just definitely we've worth been on, it we've been on such a good run of genre movies and just like drive-in style movies that that's all i want to mm. watch these days uh our current yeah. featured movie uh, being one of those. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so that's on HBO Max, right? Yeah, it's on HBO Max. And it's like, it's interesting because this is one of the, you know, the one month availability movies. And I feel like this movie is probably the best exclusive of those, like, should have been in theaters, but we're putting it out on digital, I guess, type of movies. Yeah, because we had The Little Things was one, correct? Yeah, and yeah, things. also Wonder, Wonder Woman. Those were the the first two, and now this is the third. Yeah, and this one actually yeah. feels film quality because there there was something even about the little things. Wonder Woman felt like a, a spectacle movie for sure, but just didn't feel to be very good. The little things felt like a streaming uh, mystery or whatever, whatever genre crime thriller. It like felt yeah. there was something about it that felt streaming, and I don't know. Maybe that's just me putting that on the fact that I saw it streaming, but uh, it, it felt that way. Yeah, it's it just seems like 
I couldn't imagine myself watching this in a theater. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. All right, science. Uh, another movie that I saw, I actually saw it today. Movie you saw, Bloody Hell. I finally got around to watching Bloody Hell, uh, which oh, yeah. is the, the movie about a... A uh, guy basically gets caught up like in a hostile style situation and fights back. Uh, and he's like, they caught the wrong guy, basically. Um, yeah, this movie was awesome. I absolutely loved this one. I wish I would have seen it sooner. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah, uh, just, it's, yeah I, thought, it's, I thought you would like it. Yeah, it's got such a cool style. It's not just the the awesome story you want to see because i think you can maybe compare this to a your next where it's here's the horror situation but you fucked with a girl who's a survivalist Mm -hmm. so it's going to be bad but i think the one thing you can knock your next uh, uh, about is not having a strong particular style and there's something about bloody hell that's like I don't know. I could see this person, like his version or her version, I'm not sure who directed it, of different movies, you know, and just like kind of seeing the angle they take it from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it has it has so much of that. And, yeah, it's just pretty gratifying. The main actor playing against himself is really fun and interesting. He's really good. Yeah. And it adds something so perfect for that because in any situation where you're like somebody's trapped or held hostage, you have to have a sounding board. You know, you have to have someone that they're talking to and that can be really hard to figure out. Uh, So this is just a great way to do it. Uh, So bloody hell. Yeah, this movie, I'm like, this is going to be like a top movie I look back on. Yeah, very memorable and unique. It's like instead of having Wilson as uh, his person he can talk to while he's isolated. It's like he just talks to himself yeah, and plays himself as another character. And it makes sense. And there's so many choices, like even the fact that uh, his like romance is just weird, a weird <laughs> choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's weird. And then they acknowledge, yes, it is weird. Like, yeah. It's yeah. very weird. Great. Uh, so that's Bloody Hell. I think that's on VOD. I'm not sure where else you can find it mm-hmm. now, but uh, check it out. Uh, another thing I checked out was for Korean movie night this week was a movie called Fabricated City. I might have even talked about this at some point. I don't know. But um, this is a, a Korean movie that I'd actually seen in theaters. And so I suggested it for the Korean movie night, which is just a little thing I do with whoever wants to join to do an Amazon Prime watch. Usually, because they have a lot of CJ Entertainment uh, movies, which is a Korean distribution company uh, that does a lot okay. of the movies that come to the United States, subtitled, uh, if any. And uh, it's kind of like the blockbusters of Korean movies. And this one, I, I would say overall Korean movies, in my experience, because uh, I've really dug into them ever since like four or five years ago, I did a Korean movie review podcast because I lived like a mile away from a Korean movie theater. So I would just watch those. Then after that podcast ended, after a little while, I just kept going. And these movies, they really play with genre so hard that they don't mind being like a ghost horror movie for the first 15 minutes. And then becoming a crime movie. And then being an action fighting movie. It, they really don't mind switching yeah. that up for the sake of the story. Uh, which I think is what a lot of people uh, saw. Parasite. Bong Joon has Parasite. And were like, it's so crazy. And really, for me watching that movie, yes it is. But also this is kind of what they do. That's just like yeah, uh, a type of storytelling that we uh, a lot of Hollywood... studio movies don't allow themselves to do Uh, so this movie is really fun because it's about a video game uh, a lazy video game player who used to be a taekwondo champion (laughs) uh, gets framed for murder and goes to jail and it's about him and his clan clearing his name so it's like at some points a crime an action movie as it's in the game 
at some points <laughs> a crime uh, movie or like kind of a thriller then a prison drama and a prison break movie it's at times a racing drifting movie and i won't say it's like necessarily great but it's really fun it's it's like a dwayne the rock johnson movie okay you know i would say it's like along that lines of fun um so that's called fabricated city if you i think it's a good starting point though for getting into uh korean blockbusters so if you're like i'll take i'll take four dollar risky investment on that go to amazon prime rent it just have a good time watching it and then find all the cj entertainment movies and watch those they're all fun cool and uh the last thing i watched before we go into our feature review is midnight diner this is a a show on netflix that. I'm not sure where it originated, but I think Netflix uh, picked it up for a few seasons. But it takes place in a diner that operates from midnight to 7 a.m. And it's it's all stories that center around the diner or kind of expand from the diner uh, with some recurring characters. There's a lot of food in it. And have you heard about the show, Chris? I have not. Okay, so this show is wonderful because, one, I love food and seeing food. And that's one reason why I like Korean movies, too, because they, for some reason, feature food a lot in their movies. That's true. (laughs) They definitely do. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I like that they do it. Uh, So this they're always like kind of focusing on one dish that tells the story or unites something about the episode and then at the end they even have the characters talk to the camera about how to cook the dish not in depth but just like a little like trick or whatever but the stories are really fun the characters are really fun the main character is just this really stoic owner of the diner so he doesn't say much just listens and kind of like guides people in their journey or just like watches their stories unfold um and i watched i think five or six episodes and not even in a row i watched some scattered episodes by um suggestion someone gave me three episodes to watch so i watched those and then started from the beginning and yeah all of them are really really fun i'd like to see if watching them in order there's kind of a grander story i missed but the the one kind of funny thing is there's um, Midnight Diner and then Midnight Diner Tokyo Stories. If you were to search it on Netflix, you'll see those. Um, Midnight okay. Diner Tokyo Stories is seasons after Midnight Diner. Because those, okay. those are the ones that Netflix produced. Oh, okay. And you can see they look much better and are reshot. Like even the intro is reshot. But it's like oh. the same intro, but different. So it's kind of fun. I would suggest maybe just for fun watching a Midnight Diners episode and then a Tokyo Stories <laughs> episode just to see kind of the shift. Um, but there's no like drop in storytelling one way or the other or anything. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, so each episode, it'll be like, random people going to eat and then one of them tells a story and then they kind of do flashes to what's going on in that story. Not even like that. Sometimes it might be like that, but sometimes it just kind of plays out like a soap opera. Oh, okay. In and And out of the diner. Go eat there sometimes. Yeah. It's just like, that's kind of like a, a connecting spot. Okay. So yeah, it's a lot less constricting than when I first heard about it. It sounded cool from what I first heard about it, but I thought something similar, like it was just people going into this diner, like just there. And uh, I don't, there was used to be a Hulu show, Last Booth on the Left, I think, and it was a mini series at first, I think, that they uh, Hulu bought, and every scene took place in a diner booth. The last booth in the left between this like mysterious character and these people who needed something from him. And he would tell them like, you got to go and like 
kill this guy or you got to go and like destroy this thing and then come back to me so it was kind of like always tent a very weird tent show but you could tell it came from like we got to shoot in one location and that's all we have <laughs> so it's got to be about this and i thought it would be more like that so shout out to last booth on the left very weird uh creepy series um shot in one location uh, but yeah, Midnight Diner, it's a little more sprawling than that. There will be scenes that take place in other locations and big chunks of the story that does, or sometimes they take place very centrally in the diner, but there will always be food. Uh, so awesome. Midnight Diner. <laughs> All right, cool. That's what we've been watching this week. Why don't we get into our feature review of Willie's Wonderland? Okay, let's get into our review of Willy's Wonderland. This is directed by Kevin Lewis, starring Nicolas Cage. A quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at the now-condemned Wally's Wonderland. The mundane tasks suddenly become an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Fists fly, kicks land, titans clash, and only one side will make it out alive. So that's what we're dealing with here. Chris, what did you think of Willy's Wonderland? And what kind of food did you think it was? Okay, so you were just saying that we've had a bunch of genre movies that are really good mm-hmm. these last couple of months, which I agree with. Um, and we had a conversation before, but I think that it's very similar to what we were saying about you see a trailer like the one for that max clouds movie and you're like this has a cool aesthetic i'm curious how it will actually play out and like that movie it's not as good as what you hope it would be Mm -hmm. but i feel like with this movie the trailer the way the trailer sells it it's pretty much exactly what i imagined it to be in in a good way not in a bad way Mm -hmm. you know it's like they don't none of it falters the action is as good as I thought it would be in the, the horror and everything. It's just, uh, I thought it's a very solid movie that lived up to what my expectations were for it. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. I thought, yeah, the style of it is great. Uh, Nick Cage is great. <laughs> um, yeah. Even like the, the character deaths were cool and fun and uh there's some pretty funny bits i liked it i thought uh if i could relate this to a food i would say it's like it's like a really good donut where it's perfect but like if you had more than one it would be too much Mm. you know and sometimes you get like shitty ones you're like but it's like (laughs) just the right amount but that was it this one was it yeah and that's it yeah all right, very good. Yeah, I I agree. I think it definitely is. Uh, it it delivers, and it was the banana splits movie that I talked about a couple weeks or months ago that I watched, which is a a similar thing where animatronics come to life and go murder people. And uh-huh. this movie is exactly what I hoped that movie would be without it, without me knowing right. what I wanted. Right? Like, I didn't know any of this was what I wanted. The structure Uh is so fun and weird of it. Centered around cleaning. And the main character, uh, played by Nicolas Cage, (laughs) is, uh, I guess not a spoiler to say, is without dialogue. He doesn't speak once. (laughs) Yeah. So the fact that that works and it all pulls off is great. Um, yeah, everything about it, the, it looks good. And there's just something, uh, again, stylistic, just like Bloody Hell, about even the fights that uh, I think some of that is just like stylistically to cover up the fact that it's really hard to make a good fight with an animatronic <laughs> yeah. and somebody else. So there's some editing tricks thrown in there, but they look cool and they look fitting. And yeah, this is one of those movies that I'm like, I we keep racking up movies this year that are just 
cool. Mm-hmm. And so on the mark of like what I'm trying to see movies can be. <laughs> uh, so that's that's really awesome. Uh, and this movie, I would say it's a corn dog. Such a corn dog. Corn dogs are fucking awesome. We just have ketchup and mustard there to dip it in. And it's just like the best corn dog you ever had. Dude, have you have you ever been to those uh, mochi corn dog places? Those Korean corn dog places? Yeah, yeah. It it's crazy that you think, well, corn dogs are like a perfect food. There's nothing you could do that would make it better. And then they have this Korean place. It's like actually, yeah, you can <laughs> it can be much better? And you're like crazy. And we have even more items than the corn dog that are way better <laughs> than everything you've ever had. Like, uh, what about a corn dog that's just a giant mozzarella stick? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Give me two. <laughs> this is a movie Anyways. I would say if you haven't uh, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, going into this review, go see it. It's fun. I think even if you did hear our review, everything is so cool about it that it's not like spoilers or mm. anything. But I think it's way better just experienced. Yeah. Yeah, this movie is not some crazy surprise twist movie. It's just a fun uh fun ride. Yeah, throughout. super fun. And I think it's safe enough that even if you're you like have someone in your life who doesn't like gore or you yourself are not like gore or horror, it's just fun. It's kinda in the way Psycho Gore Man was fun without being super gory or like too scary or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely gory, but it's not like Saw level. I'm cutting out a piece of my skin <laughs> to survive. This. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because the, the gore in this movie is more the kills of the animatronic mm-hmm. dudes. And they just use this black oil instead of blood to be sprayed everywhere. It reminds me of like uh, an episode of like Samurai Jack or something where yeah. they can just do as much violent things as they want as long as they're robots that they're killing. Yeah, yeah, the old trick. Yeah. And that old chestnut. So we'll get into spoilers <laughs> now. Let's get into spoilers of uh, Willy's yeah. Wonderland. The the other thing I wanted to say mm. is, like, it's funny that this movie has come out before they made a Five Nights at Freddy's movie properly. Mm-hmm. Because that that, like, franchise has made so much money and become so popular, especially with, like, young kids yeah why isn't there a movie how have they not made one but also like this movie's existence proves that like it's too late for them to make one because it won't possibly be better than this movie yeah but like those kids may not see this that's what i worry yeah yeah well the thing is like i mean this movie is rated r i'd imagine if five nights at freddy's would be pg-13 also but like the whole twist of Nick Cage's character being this like killer badass mm-hmm. is not what they would do with Five Nights at Freddy's, and yeah. because of that, it'll never be good. I feel like you know, yeah, it'll be very that's, hard for it to be. That's what the Banana Splits movie was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, this uh, let's talk about Nick Cage's character because I wasn't expecting <laughs> no dialogue, but this kind of feels <laughs> like Mandy with animatronics. Yeah. I actually, I've never seen Mandy, so I need to watch that. Okay, yeah, check it out. Seeing how great it is. It's, it is similar to that. It's slower, I would say. But yeah, he's, he's such a badass in this punch energy drink uh, that he's drinking and obsessed with. I, for one, I was just amazed, like, that anybody could even think to clean that entire place in a night. (laughs) <laughs> by their se- themselves yeah like impossible and also that's like the thing with this movie is do you think that this movie was made because someone wanted to get their old restaurant cleaned <laughs> and so they made this entire movie they're they wanted like, to see nick cage clean their entire restaurant yeah like i won't even charge you for the to use the space <laughs> just make sure it's spick and span later yeah, yeah the, I liked I liked crazy. that uh, it had that structure of he took a break 
every however long <laughs> to drink a, yeah. a punch. And that's kind of like coinciding with him killing each one of the creatures. So you know kind of where you're at the whole movie. And that can be a very fun way to to go about uh, go about it other than like the victim, you know, like each one of these kids who's in the movie is going to be the victim and that's what the countdown is. Now it's like, no, this guy cleaning the place and taking a break until yeah. it's done. Yeah, so awesome. Just taking taking a break, playing some pinball, drinking a soda pop. Yeah. Just vibing Perfect. out. Yeah. No Just wonder really he's a into success. that that game. Yeah. Yeah. That's how uh, successful dudes act. Jordan Belfort, that's exactly how he acts. <laughs> yeah, um the kids that they introduced in this movie, I thought were just a fun addition because they can mm-hmm. they come in kind of late they're not like immediately introduced yeah they they do come in late and are like the girl especially is important um mm-hmm. but yeah it is like so well needed the movie I, I don't know what it would do without it yeah um it's funny how i wasn't i also wasn't expecting them to give such a detailed explanation of why these animatronic robots are killing people. <laughs> right. But they gave you like a very, very detailed backstory, <laughs> which is, which is cool. Yeah. It's like, I, I guess I kind of get that, but yeah, it, <laughs> it is cool. I, it's very Chucky. Uh, the yeah. Original yeah, Chuck, exactly. yeah. Child's play. Uh, I got those vibes from it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah great... the uh, the kills are really good. Mm-hmm. The he guess... fights like this gorilla one in the bathroom. Yeah, that was fun because he uses using a plunger, and then they add like a plunger noise whenever he sticks it to the gorilla's <laughs> face. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, the fu- also, the uh... fights are kind of like wacky but brutal. <laughs> it's this weird yeah. thing. It's like it's like if John Wick was fighting giant like Muppets mm-hmm. or like Sesame Street characters and killing them. Um, but yeah, that that gorilla one was cool because he he makes it like he does like a bite the curb with a toilet. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And he just smashes his face into it. That's right. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and all of them are pretty varied and get kind of really interesting. Like the fairy girl is creepy on her own the chameleon <laughs> yeah. has powers. yeah the fairy girl was like just a girl with a mask on yeah those rubber like there's those people that like to wear rubber skins yeah very unsettling yeah that yeah, one was probably the creepiest one. the uh actually i think the creepiest i felt was uh there's a scene where there's a girl in like the air ducts and that that crocodile like oh, yeah. jumps out at her and like dashes hella quick and I was like whoa that's that was surprising yeah that was I like seen genuinely them do scary something like that yeah that was it was a good shot when she like leaps out and it's like chomping out at her like a yeah. hungry hungry hippo or something it's pretty fun but yeah all the monsters they just utilize them in fun ways which I thought was cool they're not just like standing around doing nothing there's like one that's like a king arthur yeah guy. he was cool <laughs> um they at the the kids that try to burn the place down it's funny that they fall into like a ball pit yeah the yeah the stupid pit. roof caves in which it did <laughs> like there's no way the roof was just one layer of wood <laughs> which falls down with them but yeah they land in a ball pit which is actually the shittiest ball pit ever just in the <laughs> middle of the dining room it's the size of one adult <laughs> i did yeah. think it was really cool the way the kids come in because you kind of know they're going to be the the ones who are killed because we have yeah. to have that happen some sort of fodder yeah mm-hmm. and uh but the fact that they're doing they have like a good uh a good deed at heart like they're involved because they want to uh-huh. destroy these things i thought that yeah. was a really fun dynamic because it does make you you know root for them especially coming in so late 
in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, you wouldn't have yeah, enough it, time to just like them. Yeah. And also, it's funny because, like, it's it was weird, but their reasoning for not wanting to go in was perfectly logical. And, like, they're like, dude, we can't go after her. She shouldn't have gone after that guy. Now we're going to go after her and we're going to die. Mm-hmm. Like, that's dumb. Let's and just it, go. And it happens. And, yeah. And, and it happens. And not only that, but, like, they go inside and they're like, hey, do you want to just go fuck in this room? Yeah, that's, that we know. That was the <laughs> dumbest part was that guy was the loudest one about <laughs> yeah. not going in and all that. And he's immediately <laughs> just sucked into it. I, I wasn't sure if what was going on with that, if that was just stupid and to be funny. <laughs> yeah, there's but... some sort of gas that makes them dumb or something because like the Mm. the one fairy girl releases some sort of gas in her room and i was like oh is this gonna be some sort of story bit but they kind of just slide past that yeah like cabin in the woods that happens a gas releases and then all of a sudden like let's go split up yeah it was (laughs) it was a little weird that that guy specifically did that (laughs) yeah that guy that guy's from uh um Cobra Kai, also. Oh, is he? I didn't Did recognize him? him. Yeah, he's he's the guy who's like Robbie's friend. His like two criminal friends. Oh, okay. The one that they say looks like Chris Brown. <laughs> he does. He truly <laughs> does. He's and he's actually also in Judas and the Black Messiah, too. So. Oh, so he's on the come up. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. In movies such as Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and at that point when the kids come in, then you get your sex, you get your kids, teens dying, all mm-hmm. of that. And it kind of feels like a truncated version of the horror movie, but it's it's kind of fun because you're like, yeah, I, I'm just getting the parts I want to see. And in yeah. between that, Nick Cage is kicking ass. Uh, so the structure I just like loved for that. It was like almost like they said, we have two movies that would be really boring on their own just nick cage fighting these things or just these kids stuck in here getting killed so let's just do them both exactly what else we got oh one one of the other things i want to talk about is uh the mechanic that fixes his uh his car Mm -hmm. in the beginning he's at his shop and for some reason the mechanic posts all these missing persons pages uh, on why, wall. <laughs> yeah why would he be there like yeah. you just put those away uh, <laughs> he's like so I, I just want to kind of give him a hint so that way if they kind of just get the fuck out of there i don't have to have it on my conscience but fuck him whatever yeah also he always stupid. has something in his mouth and it, i thought it was a cigar but then by the end of the movie i noticed it's like a slim jim oh is it it's always yeah, so deep it's just a in slim his jam. mouth. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? He never chews it. He just sticks it in his mouth and leaves it there. He was really good, too. All the side characters are are really fun, uh, including yeah. the text guy or whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, the the main sheriff. Yeah, yeah the... um Oh, that reminds me. The, so the animatronic robots, I think the coolest one is the one that's, that uh, speaks Spanish, though. Oh, yeah. He's basically... Um, what's his name from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2? Uh, the oh, turtle. Uh, yeah, shit. I forgot the name. <laughs> Call in, everybody, if you have the name. <laughs> uh, uh, but, yeah. The other thing I want to... What was it? I just said he's that guy. Yeah. Um, when they fall in the ball pit, though, it just reminded me of when I was a kid. We would go to Bullwinkles. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go there? Yeah. We I have kids? faint memories of Bullwinkles. Yeah. I know I went there, but it's it's like I wish I would have been able to go there more. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I did go there a bunch because it's like down the street from my house, but... I just I have a memory of the ball pit there where, as a kid, I did a front flip into the ball pit, and uh, they were working on the like the plywood panels on the sides of of this ball pit, and the, there's like a ball pit where the sides were like seating, so you could sit. Uh, oh like, yeah, almost like a pool. 
but one of the plywood was like broken so i did like a front flip into the ball pit and i nicked my head on oh, the no. broken wood and cut my head open hella bad and i was like bleeding all over all the balls and stuff oh god and, uh, i had to get like a bunch of stitches on my head but you know i can relate to this movie because i had a horrific uh experience in a animatronic yeah. uh, and i think place. that is yeah. why there is some desire to do these types of movies or like five nights at freddy's there is something yeah. that's kind of like <laughs> scary and reckless about these environments that don't necessarily exist as much anymore yeah yeah i mean there's still a couple Chuck E. cheeses i guess but that's really it it's like and they're not like that like anymore non-existent anymore yeah yeah, yeah. they don't have they... like these bands of merry creatures <laughs> yeah yeah actually that reminds me too yeah the songs were great they mm. would sing songs that were like relative to whatever's happening in the story that were really cool and there's even like a theme song for willie's wonderland as Nick Cage is playing pinball and finally like wins. Yeah, which really is cool. yeah the Willy's Wonderland ping pong or not ping pong uh, yeah. pinball yeah. machine. Yeah, and this this I'll tell you that my memory of places like Chuck E. Cheese and uh, Rocky and Bullwinkles is like I don't I've had dreams and nightmares about those places so as much <laughs> as I've been there. Yeah. So I don't know what are my memories of those places and what are my nightmares. So I think it really speaks to this type of movie and place. Um, yeah. They're definitely really creepy. You'd sit in this big, like, theater-style room, eat pizza, and there'd be Rocky Bullwinkle and uh, I forgot the villain's names, Boris. Boris and Natasha. Natasha, yeah. Yeah, they'd be there animatronic, but then, like, videos on the tvs would play the cartoons and then every like 15 20 minutes the animatronics would do some bit and then turn back off and then yeah. the videos would play again but i i just mostly remember playing teenage mutant ninja turtles on arcade there and like oh yeah that's it cutting my head open that's it getting yeah. a bunch of free tokens after that but then they shortly maybe a month or two later were shut down oh no I'm sure because of how dangerous it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you remember Rocky and Bullwinkles, please hit us up. Let us know. I'm sure you do. Uh, let's let's wrap it up. What else do we have to say about this movie? I can't gush more about it. It's just really fun. Yeah, yeah. It's like I said. It it kind of was like everything I was hoping it would be. Yeah, and, and does it? I thought it was. It's cool. Even like the ending is is fun. Yeah, just all around solid movie. The only so the only thing is that this movie is a rental only for twenty bucks. Yes, and I, I mean I think that it's worth it, but I feel like for a lot of people, you know, they're not going to care about horror movies the way that we would. So yeah, it might be harder of a purchase for some people. Yeah, I could certainly see that. Um... And I, I think everybody's got to maybe reassess what they're willing to do to watch movies. And I think a lot of people just don't even give a shit about <laughs> watching a movie, period, let alone anything that's not yeah. easily available on the queue. Yeah. At this point, yeah, it's like if it's not on Netflix, people are just like off my radar completely. Yeah. Like, I don't care about it until it goes there. So what can you do? But yeah, other than that, I'd say this is this is definitely going to be a movie that... I want to watch again with friends and specifically my two friends, Josh and Nina. There's been a couple movies I've been racking up that I'm like, yeah, I just want to, I need to see these movies with those people. And I think that's really what it's all about is finding these movies that you really want to share and you know, mm -hmm. people who are really going to love them. This is one of those. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Any last thoughts before we move on? Uh, that's, that's it. Alright, let's move on to our double feature and our sequel. Chris, you got a double feature for this? Yeah, I think uh, this one's pretty easy, but uh, From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, nice. That's pretty think, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's very similar in style of, of being trapped in a place with 
a bunch of crazy creatures um, and it ends exactly the same true yeah <laughs> Uh, shout out to uh, movies just making the fun choice, not necessarily the most logical or yeah. anything choice. <laughs> yeah, the end. I was like, "Is he? Is she just gonna get in the car with him? And they're gonna bounce?" And they do. And I'm like, yeah. "Okay, cool. I'm down." Um, I would say my double feature is uh, I referenced earlier the Banana Splits movie. I think you kind of have to watch these two movies together. Uh, why not? I yeah. would say watch the Banana Splits one first and then watch uh, Willy's Wonderland. Um, but yeah, both of them are going to give you some nice creature designs and kills. And then how about cool, the sequel? Yeah. yeah, so I mean, for sequels, it's like this movie could definitely take place in the Chucky universe mm-hmm. as well. So it would be cool if they just fought Chucky nice. in the next movie. But, uh, I mean, that's that's like a crossover that will never happen because of licensing or whatever. But uh, yeah. I was also thinking, like, you know, Bullwinkles and Chuck E. Cheese are, like, franchises. And we don't know how, if there was other locations for Willy's Wonderland. But that would yeah. be cool if uh, there was, like, other locations. And once they die, they just get put into another body of theirs. Yeah, and they just have to tra- you know? track them down or something. Yeah, yeah. Or there's like a there's like a factory, or there's like an old factory where there's like a bunch of leftover ones. Yeah. And so they just have like a you know themselves back together, and they have to fight fight them again. But there's like tons of them or something. Yeah, I was thinking kind of something similar along those lines, where they would actually go to a toy store, and uh, those people would go into different toys, and it would kind of be a demonic toys type of throwback uh, with them. Yeah, like Puppet Master kind of thing. Yeah. Toy Story Puppet Master. Tolstoy. <laughs> Stupid. All right. Cool. Let's. <laughs> uh, those are the double features and the sequels. Uh, very good. Yeah, this movie, I mean, this was like why I want the weekends to watch new movies. You know what I mean? Like we've had some hits in my opinion of just movies that made my weekend between the shadow and the clouds, psycho Gorman, forget some of the others, but uh, this is another one of those racked up a big win. Yeah. <clears throat> what do we have to look forward to and where can people find you, Chris? Yeah. So I am rebirth project on Twitter. Um, but next week, so there's two movies coming out that are, I guess, higher profile. One is a Netflix movie called I Care A Lot. Uh, it's got the um, the main actress from uh, Gone Girl. Oh, yeah. But Rosamund Pike. She's, yeah, she's like putting people in old folks' homes and taking money from them. Oh, interesting. And some other people... And she's trying to put someone away that is, like, part of, like, a mafia or something like that. Oh. And they're, like, not having it. It's kind of weird, um, but I don't know. could be good. Uh, there's another one coming out called Silk Road. And that's a, a, a movie that's, like, uh, the social network, but about the uh, <coughs> dark web. Oh, okay. And, like, selling drugs on the dark web. Uh, but on Tuesday... I believe Monster Hunter will finally be released. Well, folks, if that is true, and the only reason we don't believe it it's is they've, it's they've burned us. They've done it like ten times to us now. Yeah, it's burned us in the past. Yeah. So if that happens, we're going to review Monster Hunter as the main reveal. Yeah. So get Hopefully ready. Hopefully it does come out. We should probably even do a watch watch along or something for that one. We'll figure it out. Maybe we'll do a <laughs> yeah. um, some sort of uh, telethon watch along for that movie to gain money to rent future movies for this podcast. <laughs> so people, let us know. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Either way, Silk uh, not Silk Road, but um, I whatever that was. I care Rose, a lot. I care a lot. Uh, that was a little bit on my radar. Yeah. So we'll see you then. And uh, everybody, check out my Twitter or Instagram and go to the link tree. And you can follow my Kickstarter, which is going to launch on March 1st. 
and it's going to be for the first two issues of my comic book, Bottoms Up Hard Liquor. So if you click notify on launch, it'll email you. And even if you just visit the page the day it launches, that'll add to the traffic boost, which then get more people to see it. But especially if you donate the first day, that boosts it a lot, and you're going to get the comic books right to your door. So check it out. But thank you for listening. Give us a review if you'd like. We love doing this. We hope you love listening to it, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Another movie review podcast. At least it's better than a car crash. And we're going to write some funny ads. Talking movies and having a blast. It's the Beated Podcast. It's the Beated Podcast. It's the Beated Podcast.